Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm here hanging in our offices at the Conway C3 Coffee Bar, uh, listening to everyone talk about the Super Bowl and what a crazy game last night. Uh, Kansas City, your Super Bowl champions. Patrick Mahomes, five years as a starter, five AFC championship games, three Super Bowl appearances, two MVPs, two Super Bowl wins. Quite a career for the young buck, but obviously we can't forget about Jalen Hurts going out there and completely dominating. Now, this is not a sports podcast, so I'm going to jump to a different subject. Uh, we are starting a brand new series this week called Finding the One, and it is an incredible uh, start to this one. Just talking a lot about identity, which is something that I think so many people struggle with. And uh, the whole idea today is, is that we got to find our identity in God. That is the most important thing we can do. So let's go ahead and discover that together. Thanks, guys. Rock Church, how's everybody doing? You guys good today? Good, good. So good to see you. I'm thankful for all of you who are here at our Conway location. And uh, I want to also give a shout out because I know right now we have people joining us online and we have people at our Aner campus joining us. Uh, So we give it up for everybody uh, who's in Aner with us right now. So thankful for you and thankful that you're a part of this. I do want to say to those of you in Aner, it was great being with you last weekend and just hanging out. So proud of what God is doing at that campus, all right? But, but it's not just that campus, it's gathering. Right now at our 10 o'clock or that this 10 o'clock service, we have a brand new campus launching at St. James High School called our South Strand Campus, all right? So... First time that they are gathering on a regular basis. So we've had some interest gatherings, but starting today, every Sunday at 10 a.m. at St. James High School, we will have a campus meeting. Now, I tell you that, one, so that we can celebrate it, but also, here's reality. You know people who live on the South End. That, that those of you in Conway, those of you in Aner, you know people who live down there. So make sure they know that there is a rock campus at St. James High School that they can go to. And maybe even for you, take a week or two, invite them, and go with them so that they can get connected there, all right? Because what we want at all of our campuses is not for people just to show up, but we want you to get connected. Because we know when you get connected, that's how it best helps, helps you find what matters. And, and that's what we want to do as a church. So if you're new with us, that's it. That's who we are as a church, that we are a multi-site church that really wants you to connect to Jesus and connect to others. Because when you do, we really believe you find what matters, all right? So if you're new with us, thank you. And, and also know this if you're new with us. You picked a perfect weekend to come to The Rock. All right. Now, you know me, I say that all the time. Every weekend's a perfect weekend to come, but, but especially this weekend because we're launching a brand new series. And um, anytime we're launching a new series, it's a great opportunity for you to jump in. And, and, and this series is called Finding the One. And, and it's going to have like two main target groups that I, that I think are really going to benefit from it. I, I think everybody will benefit from it, all right, that, that everything we do we hope would benefit everyone who's here, but especially, especially those of you who are this gen, uh, that if you are high school, uh, young adult, this is a series that is for you. 
And what we do as a church is we try to make every series for you. We try to make everything for you because we are a church that is this gen led, which means that we want those of you who are high schoolers, those of you who are young adults to know that this is your church, that, that this is a place for you to get involved. And this series is really going to, to help those of you in that age bracket. It's also going to really help anybody who's single. That if you're single here, this is a series for you. And again, if you're married, it, it, you're going to find benefits from it, but especially if you're single. And some of you are single because you're this gen and, and you just haven't started heading that direction yet. Uh, some of you are single because you just haven't found the one that matters, all right? You haven't found the one yet. Well, I hope that this series will help you find the one. What that means, though, is we're not going to spend three weeks talking about dating. Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now, all right? Some of you are like, shucks, all right? I thought we were going to talk about dating, and then we're going to have an event, right? No. <laughs> that, 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 that's not what we're going to do. If you're going to find the one, we're actually going to have to go a lot deeper than just talking about dating. And, and what I would say is for you to find the one, what, what you're going to have to do first is find yourself. Then we got to look inward and we got to find ourselves. And, and that's a phrase that people use all the time. Like that's a phrase that, that if you were just to Google that, you'll see blogs, you'll see podcasts, you, you'll see all sorts of things that will lead you to how to uh, find yourself, how to find your identity, how to find your purpose, how to, how to figure out your life, right? And, and if, if done in a healthy way, that's a great thing. Because I really believe that if you don't find yourself, it's really hard to find the one. Because if you don't find yourself, then, then you're going to be heading in all kinds of different directions. Maybe the best way for me to say it is this, that who you believe you are, where you came from, and what your purpose is will dictate the direction of your life. Like, look at that deeply. Who you believe you are, where you came from, and what your purpose is will dictate the direction of your life. And if you get those off, it's going to send you certain directions. So what I want to do today is help us to figure out who we are. I want us to figure out where we came from. What is our purpose? Because I want that to dictate the direction of your life. So maybe you should ask yourself today, who am I? Like, who am I? And, and the problem is, for, for many of us, we try to determine who we are based off the moment rather than the mirror. Like, like the moment will lead you to destruction, but the mirror can lead you to life. Let me explain what I mean by that. Is that we are people who often define ourselves by the moment. Like, like I think I can say this, that, that I think we live in a selfie society. Where, where we're constantly taking pics of ourselves, And it's either pics of our food in the moment or pictures of ourselves, And we're like, hey, look at me eating my food. And then we take the picture and this happens, right? We've all done it. We don't like the picture. So we retake the picture. We change the moment. 
But as I've said many times, let me remind you, however you look like in that moment is exactly who you were in that moment. Right? You're like, I don't like the way I looked. Well, that's how you look. (laughs) Well, like, I don't like that. Tough. In that moment, that's how you looked. So what we do is we say, well, I don't like that, so let me change the moment. And on a surface level, no big deal, right? On a surface level. And we do it in other areas of our life. We change via the moment that we'll kind of identify ourselves. We'll say, this is who I am in the moment, that I'm a high school student, I'm a freshman, I'm a senior, I'm an athlete, I'm a coach, uh, I'm, a, I'm a grad student, I'm a teacher, I'm a lawyer, uh, I'm a, a financial person, I'm an interior direct decorator, I'm a parent, I'm a grandparent, I'm an empty nester. Like, we'll use moments to identify ourselves. And again, on a surface level, that, that isn't that bad. Because things will change in your life, period. They're going to change. I I can prove this to you. Anybody rocking a razor right now? (laughs) Right? Like, we're not. Like, nobody's using a razor. Like, some of us are like, dude, I'd like to. A little T9 texting, that'd be all right. You know? Uh, Some of you, like, like, have an iPhone, but probably nobody in this room is still using an original iPhone 1, right? Or or you're, you're not rocking that haircut anymore. At least I hope you're not. Or you're wearing these clothes anymore. These are, these are clothes from the 90s. And, and I know some of you this gen right now, you're like, actually, that's what I like. That's fine for you. But if your parents were looking like Will Smith right there, you'd slap them and say, stop it. Because it's okay for you, but not for them. I can prove that by being a little embarrassing of myself. <laughs> so I, I literally got this picture text to me about 10 days ago. And um, it just, it was perfect timing anyway. And, and um, now I, I need to make sure you understand something. That was somewhere between 2001 and 2004, okay? I mean, that's 20 years ago. Obviously, I I don't dress like that anymore. Here's probably the most offensive part of this. It's not the picture. It's the fact that when I sent this picture in a staff text, I had three or four girls reply back, Oh, I used to have that belt. (laughs) That I did not like. Here's what I'm trying to say. Things will change in the moment. And on a surface level, that's okay. Right? Like our fashion is going to change. Our technology is going to change. That stages of life you're in is going to change. The problem, the problem gets bad, gets dangerous, gets destructive when you take surface level things and you make them identity defining facts of yourself. Like, for instance, this will happen. Like, I'm an athlete, but then my athletic career ends, and when it ends, I don't know who I am. That, that, that I'm a parent, and when my kids move out of the house and they're gone, now I don't know who I am. Because we've taken things that are somewhat momentary, 
and we've taken them to our core. This happens in our culture all the time right now. That in our culture, we've taken things that are identity-defining truths about ourselves, and we've made them momentary. We'll say things like, life is fluid, sex is fluid, uh, gender is fluid, pronouns are fluid. That we'll say things like that, that it's fluid and it's momentary, and you can just change it whenever you want to change it. Yet when we do that, what it does is it leaves us exhausted and exasperated. And it leaves us exhausted and exasperated because you're sitting there all through life going, I don't know who I am. And as things change, you're like, now I got to decide who I am again. And now I got to change this. And now, like, how, how do I figure out who I am? And then I'm exasperated. I'm frustrated because as culture starts changing everything, who I thought I was now is changing as well. So I don't want you to define yourself by the moment. I'd rather you define yourself by the mirror. Because if you look in the mirror, you can see that you're an image bearer of God. And when, when I say that, here's what I mean. Like when you look in the mirror, I don't mean look at your hair color or your hairstyle. I, I don't mean look at the clothes that you're wearing. I mean look all the way into who you are, skin deep. Then maybe even go past the skin all the way down to your soul and say, who am I? And some of you are like, I don't want to do that. Because if I look in the mirror, I don't like what I see. And, and you, don't, you don't like yourself. You don't like what's going on in life. And you, you don't like how you feel like you look. And you're like, I, I don't want to look in the mirror. But some of you, you look in the mirror. And as you look in the mirror, that, that you're confused by what you see. That maybe you have some dysphoria. I get it. I, I truly do. And so you're like, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I want to look in the mirror because, because it just confuses me more. And some of you are like, I don't want to look in, in the mirror. I don't want to look all the way down to my soul because there's some things from my past that, that, that if I look all the way down to my soul, I'm just going to have to deal with those because they're part of who I am. I want to be careful when I say this, but I want you to hear it. That is not who you are. That is a moment. Don't let the moment define you. You define the moment. Because the moment is part of your story. It is. That's real. But it doesn't necessarily mean who you are. Who am I then? What does the mirror tell me? The mirror tells me I'm an image bearer of Christ. And that's what we see if we just open up the Bible to the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, that, that Genesis, it's the very first book in the Bible. And uh, it starts in the beginning God. That doesn't mean that's when the God began. God began long before that. God has forever existed. Uh, there is no starting point or end point to God. He is eternal. We'll talk about that more in a second. But, but Genesis is where we kind of get introduced into the story. And, and so what I want to do is I want to read uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And then when I'm done reading it, uh, Scott's going to take over at our Aner campus. And then I'm going to continue on here in Conway and to people watching online. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, it reads like this. 
It says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals. That it, that it starts there by saying, let us make man in our image. The first thing I want us to, to catch is that you are made in the image of God. That, that, that God, that, that he, he started making creation and he, he created the sun and the moon, the stars. Uh, he created the land and the water and, and he created the fish. He created the animals. He, he created the, the birds. He created everything. And then when he was done with that, he said, all right, now for the final moment. And now for the high point of creation. Now for the, the crescendo of it all, the crowning glory, let's make mankind. And he made man and woman in his image, which means that you, that me, we are made in the image of God. Now, you might be sitting here going, okay, Josh, what does that mean, though? Like, what does it mean that I'm created in the image of God because, like, like he and I are different, right? Absolutely. But, but we're made in his image. What does that mean? Let me give you four things real quick. That when you're created in the image of God, it means this, that, that one, you're created in his image mentally. That, that God has the ability to, to know, to think, to reason, and to create. And, and not all of his creation can do that, right? Like, like dogs can think. We know that there's some dogs that are really smart, all right? But not all of creation can reason or create or problem solve. Yet God can, and he made us in his image, which means we can think that we can create, that we can reason, that we can problem solve, that we are made in his image mentally, all right? We were made in his image morally, that God is 100% holy. He is 100% pure. There is no sin in him whatsoever, and he has knowledge of good and evil. Now, he has never chose good and evil because he is 100% pure. That's his nature. He is holy. Yet he made us in his image in this way, that he made us holy. That when Adam and Eve were put in the garden, they were put in the garden as holy, pure, no sin in their life. And he gave them the ability of knowledge of good and evil. The problem is, is they chose to sin that they chose to bring sin into the world. And since then, we have been doing the same thing. Yet in our creation, as people, we were made to be holy. Now, next week, we're going to talk about that a lot more, but, but today, let me just put a kind of a pin on that right there, that, that as people, we have all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us, myself included, we've all stepped away from God. Yet, he desires us to be holy, and that is possible through Jesus. He also did this. He created us in his image mentally, morally, socially, that God was in relationship. This is a crazy part of Scripture. We kind of call it the Trinity, but, but in it, you'll see it says that, that God said, let us make man in our image. 
right? That God, the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit were all there as part of creation. And they said together, as they were in unity, as they were in relationship, let's make man so that we can be in relationship. So God created us in that same idea that we are built to be in relationship with him and with others. And then lastly, we are created in his image spiritually. Here's what I mean spiritually. That, that we all will live for all of eternity. That God is an eternal being. Again, there's no start, there's no stop with him. That he is eternal. And in the same way, he created us as eternal beings. All right? Now, not all of his creation is that way. And praise God. Just let me tell you, snakes are not eternal. Amen? Right? Spiders are not eternal. They won't last forever. Cats will not last forever. They're not eternal. But you and I are. See, reality is we're just here on this earth for a short time, and then we will move on. And we will reign, we will live for all of eternity. The question is, is will we spend eternity with God or separated from him? Right? And so, so here's the point there, is that we were made in his image. Every one of us. We were made in his image on purpose. That, that you were made in his image and you were made on purpose. And I think too many times we lose fact of that. We lose that, that, that God actually wired you and made you on purpose. Let, let me go back to the scripture. It's Genesis 127. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That, that God made us in his image... And then when he made us, he made us male and female, equal, yet not identical. That, that, that he made men and that he made women. And, and, and here's reality, because of just where we're at in society right now and just some stuff we're dealing with, this has been a, a source of contention. This verse, that, that it's contentious, oh, um, that... that that this idea of male and female has become contentious. This idea of male and female has become confusing, right? And I get that. That, that some of you right now, that, that you're confused over that. That, like I said, you have some dysphoria. There, there's some of you, and, and I don't say this in, in humor at all, but there's some of you who are confused by other people being confused. And, and, and I want to speak into this for a second. Because for those of you who are confused. For those of you who do have dysphoria, I want you to know that, that your feelings, what you feel, it's real. Like if somebody says, well, well, your feelings aren't real. No, your feelings are real. Yet, our feelings are not always reliable. I know that in my life, that I have feelings at times, that this is like what, what I think and what I feel, but they're not always reliable. And I want you to know right now that, that what is reliable is the truth of God's word. That he made you. Here's what I want you to make sure you catch with this. You are not an accident. 
that God made you on purpose as a male or on purpose as a female. That, that God said, I know you and I wo- and I've woven you together. I love the way Psalm 139 says it. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. That God knows you and he purposely put you together. And, and I can say it this way, that gender is not a decision we get to make. It's a decision that God made. And he knows you. You're not an accident. He did it on purpose. On purpose. Because he's got a plan for you. Like, like, like I want you to see this. If I, if I look in the mirror, that I see that I'm an image bearer of God, that I was made on purpose, that he put me together for a purpose. Like you have a purpose. Every one of us in this room, we have a purpose. There's general purpose of God. There's specific purpose of God. Let me me talk about the general purpose of God that he has for your life by just simply looking at the next verse. It's Genesis 1.28. It says, then God blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Like, like I believe when we look at this verse, we, we can literally see three purposes that every one of us in this room have. The, the first one it says right there is, then God blessed them and said. Let's just start, stop with this idea of bless. That, that our first purpose that I believe we see right out of that scripture is our job, our purpose is to give glory to God with our mouth and with our lives. And we're to give God glory. Uh, Christians have been saying this for hundreds of years, that the chief purpose of man is to glorify God. That, that, that that's what we were created to do, to glorify him. And we see that by that verse right there that says blessed. See, that word has a little bit different meaning. We use that word all the time for all kinds of different things, right? Like we'll say, like, bless my food or bless you if, if somebody sneezes. Well, what does the word really mean? It means to speak well of. So I want you to see that in the context. That God created man, Adam. That God created Eve. And then when he looked at him, he spoke well. That, that, that when he looked at, at Adam, he was like, oh, that's good. He actually said, that's very good. Adam, you're, you're, you're not just good, you're very good. Eve, you're not just good, you're very good. That he blessed them, that he spoke well of them. And I want you to see this, that I believe God says the same thing of you. Not based off the fact that you're a parent or you're a student or, or you're an athlete or, or you're a worker. That he's not saying all that. He's saying that you are blessed. I speak well of you because you are my son. You are my daughter that I knit you together on purpose, for a purpose, to give him glory, 
so that we should look in our lives and say, I just want to give glory with God, glory to God. I just want to bless God back, which means I just want to, I just want to speak well of God. That, that with my mouth, I just want to, I want to bless him. I, I want to thank him. I want to speak well of him, but not just with my mouth, with all of my life. I just want to say, God, I just want to bless you. I want to bring you glory with everything I have. What is my purpose? To bring him glory. What is my purpose? Uh, to, to be in relationship so that I can be fruitful and multiply. It's right there in the verse. He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. That he put them, Adam and Eve, in relationship so that they could be fruitful and multiply. All right, now, physically, let's just talk about that on that level. That he said, you guys get together, enjoy one another, and you're going to fill the earth. All right? That was a purpose that he gave mankind, that he gave that to us. All right? And, and so for those of you who are married, all right, be fruitful and multiply. But there's others of you who say, okay, time out, Josh. I'm single. I can't live out that verse. Some of you are, are old like me and saying, I'm done living out that verse. I want you to look at it spiritually as well. Because there's the physical side, but there's the spiritual side. That he wants us to be fruitful and multiply. He wants us to be in relationship where we can look somebody in the eye and say, I want you to know you matter to Jesus. I want you to look in the eye of somebody who's struggling trying to figure out who they are. Look in the eye of somebody who's trying to figure out their identity. Somebody who's trying to find themselves. Somebody who's trying to find what matters. Look them in the eye. Be in relationship. Do life with them. Walk with them. And let them know that there's a God who absolutely loves them. So much that he sent his son to die on a cross. Be fruitful and multiply because all people matter to God. So take the truth and the grace of the gospel straight into their life. I was created on purpose. You were created on purpose for a purpose. To give him glory. To be in relationship that multiplies. And just to simply do the work of the Lord. The, the tail end of that verse reads it. it says, reign over Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. That God put mankind in charge of this place. All right? And that we are supposed to rule and reign. And, and I know with those words, you might go, what does that really mean? Well, like, like maybe I understand what that means for Adam, but what does that mean for me today? It simply means do the work of the Lord. That God told Adam and Eve, serve me by serving my creation. So we should serve God by serving his creation, by serving mankind, by serving him, we should serve mankind. That you've got a job to do. Every man, every woman, every teenager, every young adult, that you are created on purpose. The moments, well, the moments will make you wonder if you're in the image of God, the moments will make you wonder if you have a purpose. The, the moments will make you wonder, like, how was I created? But the mirror, the mirror actually answers all those questions. Because if I look in the mirror, what I'm really looking, if I look deep enough, is I'm not seeing my reflection. I'm seeing the reflection of Jesus. 
where he says, you are my image bearer that was created on purpose for a purpose. So if that's the case, as we kind of go into this time of response, go back to that question. Who are you? Have you found yourself? Maybe I can say it this way. Have you found yourself by finding the one that you were created in the image of? Man, that's what I hope today. And I know that there's some of you today that, that you'd have to say no. That you'd have to say, I, I, haven't, I haven't found myself as an image bearer of Christ yet. Well, I want to challenge you today, change that. Change that by coming into a relationship with Jesus. Change that by saying, I understand that, that you died for me, Jesus, and that you created me, and you died for me so that I could be in relationship, so I want to be in that now. And there's going to be some people standing in this connect corner. There'll be some people standing in that connect corner. And we would love to pray with you over that. We would love to just come alongside of you and just help you respond to Jesus. Uh, others of you, what, what, what you need to do is you need to, to admit that, yeah, I know I'm an image bearer, but I just haven't been walking in a way that, that, that shows it. I haven't been blessing God with my life. Well, maybe today's the day to change. Maybe today's the day that come up and take communion and say, Jesus, I'm getting, I'm getting right with you. I'm repenting of this sin, and I want to turn this over to you because I want to give you glory in all I do. Here's what I want you to do. Go ahead and stand up if you don't mind. And For some of you, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to be like, amen. I get it. I'm not dividing myself by a moment because I don't look good in the moments. But the mirror, I know I look all right because of who it is I'm looking at, and that's Christ. And what you want to do with your life right now is you just want to bless God. And we're going to sing this song, and I'm going to encourage you just to sing it out loud. And, and, and you're at that point in your life where you're just like, yes, I just want to bless God. So, I, so whether you're there already or you're ready to head that direction, I want to invite you to do it today. I want you to invite you to recognize that outside of Jesus, outside of being a creation of His, I don't measure up. But when I recognize what Jesus has done for me and who He says I am, I know. Let Jesus control tomorrow. Let Jesus speak over you right now.